shuffling cards. A deck of tarot cards. Hands moving swiftly. Touching every card. One at a time. Each card that I touch, the two words, thank you, uttered. In gratitude for a long journey. A long reunion. The cards were gifted so long ago, you see, and they used to hold such a high place in a girl's heart. But the girl grew to be a woman who became very afraid for a time, and so hid them away. But they were always there, waiting, singing to her, softly, from closet after closet in apartment after apartment. Many things disappeared. Spells worked and kept in little pouches, forgotten, rotting, diaries long considered too painful and embarrassing to keep. Those things were destroyed and thrown away, but the cards remained and waited. And when the world got sick, they sang a little more loudly, day by day, and out they came, from a little magic box, red and patient. The first card was strength, and just so, strength came, gentle and steadfast and true. Thought it would be nice to go to a forest. Stuck inside a concrete building, unable to leave, it seemed quite appealing, if not escapist. For a time, lovely, lovely, lovely. Until one day, the vision of a calm and beautiful blue sky, with gorgeous clouds and singing birds to accompany it, came and tears of absolute joy at how, even in sickness, the world is so beautiful. So beautiful. No amount of magic can control it. No amount of escape can replicate it. No amount of fiction can distract from it. There is no denying it, shuffling cards and saying thank you, because I tried to think of a question. I tried to think of a problem to solve. I tried to think of something clever to finish with, something creepy so as to titillate, something melancholy so as to release, something beautiful so as to serenade. I tried to think of a question, but found only love. Love for these little cards that have waited so patiently. Love for these little images of people and places and things that represent different sides of me. 
each and every one that I am learning to love. Even the tower. Even the tower. Especially the tower. I drew a card last night. June 27th. The night before a new moon. If you're listening to this the night it is released, then it is indeed the new moon already. A time to bring something new into your life. Think of an intention, a goal, a plan, an idea. Something you want to incorporate into your life. But the night before, as I prepared for my last episode of Season 2, Episode 200, what a big and beautiful number. As I prepared this episode, I did not want to plan something new. The new moon hadn't arrived yet, of course. And I am closing not only a lunar cycle, a painful one in many ways, but a beautiful one as well. For there is always beauty, even in pain. Maybe even especially in pain. The close of a lunar cycle, but the close of a larger cycle for me. The close of another hundred episodes. Of my time in a forest I created to cope with a shattering city world. A forest I made to be a safe place for anyone who wanted to visit my voice and love monsters with me. But that forest I now know is not as imaginary as I thought it was. Indeed, it is ever there, within the buildings, beside the sidewalks, hidden in a veil that we only allow ourselves brief visits into. You know what? The more I've started imagining it within the world, the more I see it. Truly. Real trees, persistent grass, fresh air fighting its way through. It is all always there. We can try to destroy the cockroaches and the carpet beetles, and even the bees and butterflies we deem more valuable than the others, simply because they are more beautiful and they give more and they demand less. We love them more, but we destroy them too, do we not? But that is beside the point. The bugs remain in the buildings, as the trees remain in the city, as the fear of death remains in our hearts. In a minute. It is all there. And we cannot pretend it is not. But there is. Something else. Why do you listen to me? Let's start with the easiest answer. You want a soothing voice to keep you company before or as you sleep. Why? Because being alone is frightening, especially in the dark. Because hearing someone with you, telling you a story, is comforting? Because I'm boring? <laughs> it's all right, I've heard it all, and it doesn't matter. 
make it a bit more complex. You understand what I say? You like hearing what I talk about? My stories make you feel something, whatever that feeling is. Good, good, go even deeper. Do I say things that you find uncannily familiar? Maybe we share a dream or a nightmare. Maybe you love a character I've created, even if that character is a me or a you. All very well. Why do you listen to me? And why do I do this? The soul demands connection. You can be with people or alone all you like. As you desire it, it doesn't matter. You are still connecting with some soul or other. Even if you sit in a dark room, listening to no one, by yourself, endlessly, you are still existing. And if you are existing, you are connecting. I do believe this. I can't explain why. But I do. I have always. Now I just understand it more and more to be true. I'm sorry that I can't explain why. Existence can be enough, without demanding for anything more than that. We just have to allow it to be. I shuffled my cards and I thanked each one as I did. Yes, they are cards. I don't know if they can hear me, but each one represents a little part of me, and so I thanked every little part of me. And we are connected, so I was thanking you too. Every single one of you. The Aces of Cups, the Fives of Swords, the Kings of Wands, the Devils, the Moons, the stars reversed or upright, all of you, all of me. I did not need an answer, but I cut the deck and drew a card anyway. And it was the Emperor. Very good. Authority. Power. Leadership, wisdom, protection, establishment. I have rebelled against him in the past. I've spoken of it. And I am learning to love him, too. His vision, his clarity, the serenity in his stability, the security of his steadfastness. He values the gaining of knowledge, and he leads through the dissemination of it. He believes in sharing what he's gained, even if it is control, because he understands that to be a strong ruler, you need to serve people. To serve people. To love people. And we cannot choose which people to serve or to love. And loving others does not mean allowing them their cruelty or prejudice or hurt to others. 
You can see it and fight it and avoid it and try to stop it. And somehow, against all odds, against everything, the mechanical beast in the mist would have you think. Love them anyway. If you cannot stop hatred in yourself, you will not bear a single chance at all at stopping it in anyone or anything or anywhere else. Soon, soon. Let us go beyond sleep. It is so gentle and so sweet and so dark and cool and graceful, but go beyond it with me. Beyond wakefulness, even as it is so bright and keen and full of life and warm and exciting, go beyond that. Beyond identity, who you are in your body, whether it is large or small, young or old, whatever, who you are by day or by night, regardless of wealth or livelihood or social status or family lineage or country or government, none of that. Who you are according to the stars or to numbers or personality type, go beyond even that, too. Where are you? Once you've passed those thresholds, where are you? Where did you go? It's all right. You're here. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. You are right here. Forest, city, tower, ocean, mountain, real, imaginary, doesn't matter. You're here. Take a breath and celebrate. The emperor within me says to use my voice to not feel so alone. That is why music is so soothing. That is why poetry is so affecting. That is why art is so stirring. It all says, I am here and so are you. Oh, right. Someone else is here. Let's see who it is. Oh, look. I'd forgotten. It's a little gift basket. I remember these from a different life. Someone brought me little somethings, didn't they? To help me keep going as I had to hide my monstrousness away in a little white tiled cellar. Away from the living away from the humans. Or wait, was that fiction? I can't recall. Look at this beautiful thing waiting in the hallway. A lovely basket. Who left it? It has within it four things. A large pentacle. 
How shiny, how golden, how easily it would help me pay my rent and put food in my fridge. A beautiful wand, sparkling with creative power, full of inspiration and ideas. Just what I needed, I was almost fresh out. A shining sword. Ooh, it looks very sharp, very powerful indeed. I would be a most powerful emperor if I had such a thing. An ornate cup. Oh goodness, I'm certain that drinking whatever is inside it would warm my heart and fill me up with more love than I would know what to do with. The four items seem familiar. Was it so long ago that I sought them out? Was it so long ago that I wanted to steal them away with me into a forest at night so that I could finally, finally, finally become the magician? Powerful and free to create the world as I wanted to be. Able to manipulate and manifest and mold and... Let me just take this basket and... Where did they go? Where did I go? I can't... I can't grab the basket. There's nothing to grab it with. I run back inside the apartment to the mirror that stands close to the front door. The one I check before I go to work to see if I'm anything close to presentable to the outside world and usually find myself unsure of what that means. I always have, if I'm being honest. And there's no reflection in there. Huh. Well, I suppose that's something I'll never need to worry about again, then. Interesting. Do you know what? Life is so interesting when you find out you're wrong. I'm constantly finding out that I am wrong. I have learned to stop loving being right. A little more than a hundred episodes ago, for example, I wrote, I am just me. I am only me. It seemed obvious. Seems like an obvious truth, right? But what does it mean? Am I my body? I don't know. My body isn't here right now. There is my voice, sure. But you could take that away and have my words. And if you wanted, you could take those away, too. But I'd still be here, singing songs, performing spells, telling stories. Sharing secrets. Whatever I want. I will not have a single song, spell, story, or secret be hidden away. I will not change a thing about my voice or my words. I will not pretend for even a second that the world cannot be what I perceive it to be. It already is for me, anyway. 
We need to lead by example. That is the essence of the emperor. He is powerful, he is fierce, but that is not what makes him what he is. Otherwise, he could be the tower. He could be the lion that strength is subduing. He could be the mechanical beast on the lake. He could be the creatures with coins in their fangs. Power and ferocity are commonplace. What makes him so great, so unmistakable, is that he is true. And he fights not to eat, not to gain, not to take, but because he loves. I forgot that I disappeared in a blaze of pure, gorgeous light last week. <laughs> Silly me. Or at least the me of the last 200 episodes did. The one covered in vines and green-growing things. The green-growing one she left. As did the one from long ago with wings and black eyes and claws. Poof, remember? <laughs> Ah, so I suppose all that's left now is you and me. I asked last week, who remains? Who is listening? Who is speaking? And does it matter? I may be a voice in your ear. I may be words on a page. And in that way, perhaps my wish to burst into a great star explosion and bounce across the sky madly and freely, perhaps it came true. On the one hand, I feel myself on the couch, laptop on my crossed legs, cat asleep beside me. I feel that, sure. But on the other hand, I feel that I am a green and growing thing. I feel that I am a dark and powerful monster. More than that, I am a frightening and elegant stranger. And more than that, I am a wise old human witch. And even more than that, I am a great purple kraken lying in wait at the bottom of the sea. But even still, even more than all of that, I am part of the great tapestry that connects each of us to one another. And that allows me to be all of it and none of it. So of course I am the magician only in so far as you are as well. Understand? So, now that we've established that, what shall we create?
Hi everybody, this is Kristen Zaza here, your host, writer, narrator, composer, podcaster, etc. I am on a dark, cold night. Does that sound odd to say? Have I earned that after 200 episodes? I hope you're doing well, my dears. It is a difficult time, a difficult time for many people in many different places all across this great tapestry that connects each of us to one another. Please stay strong and take care of yourselves through it as best as you can. Please help those who you are in a position to help wherever you can. And please remember also to keep allowing yourself to find joy and love wherever you can. I'm holding a little tension in my heart, I find. We're grieving another loss in my family this week. The tension is between grief at the loss and the great love that I continue to feel. Sadness at our pain, but joy that I continue to feel this connection. Concern at what I see happening in the world. Awe at humankind's capacity for empathy and desire to right injustice. Human hearts can hold a lot. Just remember to rest your heart a little, too, so it can continue on fighting tomorrow. Well, everyone, this is a wrap for Season (laughs) 2. I learned a lot, or perhaps unlearned a lot. I guess a global pandemic will do that to you. But I want to just say thank you so, so, so much for listening, for joining me on this journey. I am endlessly grateful to those who listened, those who took time to share the show and amplify my voice. Thank you so much. I have a huge thank you that needs to go out to the Sonar Network, specifically to Michael and Mariana. Thank you so much for all of your hard work. Season 2 was so special thanks to you and to this network. Having this source of stability and sense of community through a very unstable and lonely time was immeasurably meaningful to me. Thank you. I would also like to thank everyone who helped me do this by supporting me through Patreon or coffee or by buying merch. I could not and would not have gone this far without you. That is not an understatement. I'm so grateful and humbled that someone, anyone, would choose to pay for something that I do my best to give for free. It makes me feel seen, heard, and appreciated, and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. And P.S. for my Patreon patrons, I'll see you in a couple of weeks for our full moon tarot reading, despite the fact that I'll be on a podcast break. So keep an eye out for that. I also want to thank my mom and dad for being there for me through all this weirdness. (laughs) Um, They've believed in me since I was a strange little kid reading tarot in my room. In fact, my mom gave that little kid this very tarot deck. To have the freedom to grow, to be whatever you want to be, is no small blessing, so thank you both. I love you so much. And I want to thank my amazing, encouraging, incredibly loving fiancé, Daniel. Thank you for listening. 
Thank you for helping me keep going with this. Thank you for loving me and all of my strange incarnations. I love you and all of yours, too. I am not gone for good, my friends. I'll be taking a month off and getting back to On a Dark Cold Night on August 1st, which means I'm also going to change the show's release day to Mondays instead of Wednesdays. I'm going to try it out anyway. It will be a little different. Um, the whole show, I mean. I've got sort of some some ideas for the, the next version of the show. I'll share some more information when I have a clearer vision, but I need to take a little time to clarify that vision, you see. So I'll take a bit of rest, have some time for creative rumblings to brew, and I'll keep in touch. Thank you again. Stay true. Stay loving. I'll see you soon. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar.